Hello and welcome. My name is Andy Staples. I'm the Director of Research and Outreach at the Heinrich Foundation. Delighted to be joined today by Stuart Patterson, Research Fellow for the Heinrich Foundation. And Stuart has just published a new paper with us called The Economic Balance of Power and the Need for Alliances. Stuart, welcome. Um, I wonder if I could in invite you to share the key findings of this paper and, and the, the genesis of it, of it as well. Uh, thank you, Andy. Well, the paper follows on from the last uh, one I published, looking at the relationship between uh, the United States and, and China in an economic sense. Um, and, and one of the notable features about the deterioration in that relationship has been uh, the unilateral approach that the United States has adopted in trying to modify the behavior of China. Um, through uh, economic policy, I'm particularly referring here to the tariffs and the phase one trade deal, which um, I think most people would uh, admit is, is very much a fudge. Um, the, the unilateral approach, in my view, has, has not been very compelling. Um, and what the paper examines is the scope and potential for the United States to form alliances with like-minded nations uh, that share a common interest in uh, reforming uh, China's economic behavior to make any kind of economic engagement uh, more mutually beneficial and symmetric. Um, and so the paper sets out to examine those possibilities and looks at some of the issues that arise as a result of that. Indeed. Okay. Well, thanks very much for that quick overview. Let's uh, let's dive in to a little bit more uh, uh, detail around that as well. You um, you mentioned there the U.S. and the sort of unilateral approach, which you feel is is not um, delivering. But you also mentioned in the paper China's miscalculation. I wondered if you could uh, explain that uh, in a bit more detail. Yeah, well, um, some of the um, behavior from the Americans uh, towards um, natural allies, if you like, in a, in, a, in a contest with China, such as the European Union, um, uh, has been somewhat alienating. Um, and um, that, I think, has held back um, support uh, for American um, resistance to China's uh, uh, assertive economic policies. Um, but China, too, I believe, has, has miscalculated in the sense that against that backdrop, uh, China's uh, belligerence in the South China Sea, uh, the skirmishes in the Himalayas, um, uh, its attitude towards Taiwan and its sort of wolf warrior diplomacy um, has, I think, alienated um, its neighbours um, in a very meaningful way. And therefore, in some ways, um, the environment for America to build alliances uh, um, has, in the region has never been more favourable. Hmm. And, and you go on then to sort of list who those like-minded countries might be, and and also in terms of um, their contribution to to GDP. I wonder if you could just sort of explain that approach a, a little bit more for us. Yeah, I mean, clearly, if the world is going to bifurcate between China and uh, a US-led um, coalition of liberal democracies, if you like, um, it's important to understand who might be isolating who. Um, and what the arithmetic of uh, world GDP seems to strongly suggest is that if America uh, is successful in persuading um, uh, liberal democracies, other liberal democracies and, and China's neighbors, uh, that they have a commonality of interest in acting together, 
um, that the economic balance of power very much comes down on the United States side. Um, the uh, American economy itself is, is just shy of a quarter of the world economy. Uh, but if you add in those countries with which um, America already has uh, security alliances or that are very uh, intertwined with America already, then you very quickly get to over half global GDP. Um, and that's without um, other blocks such as the European Union and ASEAN, which might well uh, come in to uh, support such an alliance. So the, the economic arithmetic is, is very compellingly on America's side. Thank you. And, and I think we should turn the attention to, to the impact on trade. Of course, at the Heinrich Foundation, we're all about promoting and advancing sustainable trade. We've been very concerned about the, the challenges to global trade in, in recent years, not least in terms of geopolitical tension. So I wonder if you could um, uh, just expand a little bit on, 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 on the impact that this type of alliance might have on, on global trade. Yeah, well, I think one of the big issues that um, the sort of multilateral trading system has faced has been the rise of China, its sheer scale and the mercantilist nature of its trade policies. Um, and I think that that has been uh, a big debilitating factor. So, so moving forward, um, I, I think an alliance of like-minded countries that are committed to the principles of multilateral trade within a, a framework of rules um, has the potential to have a very positive outcome in the sense that it could work as a catalyst to deepen economic engagement between these countries as they try to reorder and restructure, restructure supply chains um, in the absence of China or with China playing a much more diminished role. Stuart, thank you. And the paper is available on our website, heinrichfoundation.com. Thank you.